Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Oh, Sean Connery here. Hope you have a Take wonderful vacation, Alex. Also, I was never back. Whoa, whoa. What? Sean Connery, shout out. Oh, this is Jimmy Stewart. I, I was just wanting to let you know. I hope you have a Jimmy Stewart. wonderful vacation, you two. <laughs> That's not oh, great. Uh, all right. I'll say. No, your interest is better than mine. I apologize. Catherine Hepburn here. Hope you two have a wonderful vacation. Try not to get in trouble. Also, I know how hard it is to not keep your hands off each other in public when you're in so much love. Oh my goodness. Shout out with a few celebrity shout outs. That's nice. It's lovely. I think we've got an older listenership, but that's those people are all... <laughs> Listening, but I love Jimmy Stewart and Catherine Hepper. Who was the other guy? Um, I forgot. Oh, Sean Connery here. Oh, Sean Connery. Fake news, conspiracy theory. Oh, sorry, that was sorry. I didn't mean to hit that. That's a hate message from uh, left for Todd Feinberg show about me. Here, I'll play it. Fake news, conspiracy theories. Just admit it. Oh wait, no, that wasn't. That, he sent me the wrong one. This is going swimmingly. So, uh, you know, obviously, well, well, this is our last show until we go, or or until we're back from L.A. So I'm going to make a show out of an interview I did, which will be new content for you guys, unless you heard it on radio, on an interview I did on radio that's awesome. It's an awesome interview. It's not that I was awesome. It's just that this guy's awesome. It's Alan Bloomfield again. This is part two. Remember, he was the guy who who said so much about race. He's a black guy who grew up... Um, I think his grandparents or great grandparents were grew up in slavery mm-hmm. or something. Anyway, and he grew up with nothing in a poor neighborhood. And then, and then his family had high standards, and they all learned to read, and they became educated. And they, they, uh, oh, am I hearing me? Are you hearing me? And 
No, I don't think so. Oh, it could be. What do you mean? No, uh, in you a have like de- an echo on you delay. or something. Okay. And then, um, um, so so anyway, I had a great, another great talk with him, and also had to do with race and some other things. He was just so good. So that'll be probably going up Sunday in lieu of in lieu of um, the Sunday show stuff. But I mean, you know what the Sunday show stuff is going to be? It's going to be about the huge Biden win about uh, student loan stuff, and they're going to be just. Uh, it's going to be a celebration by the left, hoping to God that this is something that creates more excitement as they go into the election, where they definitely need more excitement. I think that they feel that, they're, that things are going well. I'm not sure things are going well as well as Democrats think they are. There's also still a lot of time. Oh, no, no. Yeah, definitely. But they've had nothing but bad news week in, week out, really, until the last month. Um which all, all and when that the good news seemingly good news that at least they could run on it could very well turn into bad news so let me just let's just go through listen to some college kids talking about um talking about <sighs> student loan relief and this is uh, we got we did it last night now you were brilliant last night or, or it was really one of my best stuff maybe I'll gripe some of that for tomorrow <sighs> um but it really is. Um, I, I don't want to. I'll let them talk. It, it's just. It's the most cynical betrayal of this country's civic agreement that I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. It's. It's poison. That's what it is. It's poison. Right. So here's a BU student, seventy thousand dollars a year. This is her feeling about getting $10,000 for her, um, given back to her. I don't think it's enough, but it's a good start. I think they call that ingratitude. I don't think it's enough, but it's a good start. Here's another Mm -hmm. college student. It's like the people that are affected the most, it means nothing. The amount that they're trying to forgive is just not going to go far enough. Now, I don't know if you heard the commentary podcast, but most people have student loan debt that's like around $20,000. So it doesn't mean nothing. She thinks that when she's saying the people who are most affected, she means the people. She means her. Yes, exactly who she means. (laughs) She means uh, that doesn't help me enough is what she's saying. Exactly. She's got the several master's degrees and she's not happy with this. Uh, You know what's funny? You know what's so funny? Mm -hmm. It's not funny. But... The two most standout people I heard talk about this were two people in law school. At least one is going to UConn Law. And both, I've, I Googled them and looked them up, etc. Both of them are progressives. Um, they've done work for the Trevor Project and this and that. Of course, they're all big into, mm-hmm. into this social justice, equality, equity. Da, 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 da. Here's one of them. As someone who's currently in law school and is looking to be in the public interest sector, it's pretty going to be pretty hard to pay back my student loans from undergrad already. So any little bit helps. <coughs> Wait a second. Someone who's in law school who's going to be in the public interest sector. In other words... I'm going to refuse to go make money, which is uh, why right. people go to law school. I want to have fun and be the fake lawyer for Antifa or I want to go work for the Trevor Project, or I want to go work for some other, uh, you know, the women, somebody, you know, who represents the women in the uh, Handmaid's Tale clothing. That's what she wants to do. 
So once let's break this down. As someone who's currently in law school and is looking to be in the public interest sector, it's pretty going to be pretty hard to pay back my student loans from undergrad already. So any little bit helps. I'm in law school. I'm going into public interest sector, looking to go into that. Mm-hmm. Well, if you if you look to go into that, and then you see that you're hugely in debt, then what's the choice then? What's the move? Maybe don't take out a bunch more debt. Or you, you already know you can't right. pay back. Or you don't go into that. She's not even yet in the more debt. <laughs> she hasn't even yet made a decision. She's not buried yet. She still can find a way out. But she's willing. It's like the trans people. They're willing to make no accommodation themselves. No accommodation. What a bunch of spoiled heads these kids are. Seriously, can you imagine the entitlement? Well, and then the worst <laughs> part of all of this is, is it like, rightly so people are very angry about this right and a number of people have like you know tweeted or said things about um about how unfair this is to ask working class people who chose not to go to college or who chose to pay for college while working or who chose to pay back the loans that they took out etc 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 right like to make them pay for other people's college loans that they don't feel like paying back because yes, they got scammed. Like if you were going to go punish the colleges for it, then I'd be okay with that. But you're not, you're going, you're coming to me and asking me who didn't finish college and paid back my student loans to come and pay for other people. Right. Right. So a lot of people have been calling out how unfair this is. And do you know what the white house spent this afternoon doing? Look, I haven't. Is it DACA? I don't know. What, no, what? that's a, that's a separate thing. The White House has gone through a bunch of Congress people and others who have uh, commented on how unfair this giving back the loan money is, uh, and is pointing out that a bunch of their businesses uh, took PPP loans, payroll protection loans during COVID and had those forgiven. So therefore we should forgive student debt. The truth is that other than the word forgive, there's no parallel there whatsoever because the PPP loans were designed to be forgiven and they were specifically put directly into the pockets of the workers at those companies. That's why it was called the Payroll Protection mm-hmm. Act, because it specifically had to go more than half straight to payroll to keep people employed. Because the alternative was everybody being laid off right at that moment in time, because every the government shut people's businesses. OK, nobody. Nobody made you go to college by law and made you take out the loans by law, right? But but that's essentially what happened during COVID, right? Right. Is it was you have to either lay off all your workers or take this money. Yeah, but the thing is And then to go through, this is the White House right now tweeting. They have a video of uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene saying it's unfair. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene had $183,000 in PPP loans forgiven. This is the official White House Twitter account. Congressman Vern Buchanan had $2.3 million in PPP loans forgiven. As though that's like his personal money now that he just got $2.3 million from the government. It's so dark and sinister recasting this. Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen had over $1.4 million in PPP loans forgiven. Congressman Kevin Hearn, Congressman Mike Kelly, Congressman Matt Gates. To go through that and to act like the PPP loans were some sort of handout to rich people when they went directly into the pockets of working class people who would have lost their jobs in, in an insanely popular bill that passed because the government closed 
down people's workplaces. Right. It would have put everybody in the poorhouse to pretend now that this is like the government gave Matt Gates mil- hundreds of thousands of dollars and these other congressmen millions, and that that's somehow the same thing that 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 these COVID bills that we passed were handouts to rich business owners who got fat and happy off of all these COVID things is so obscene and so disingenuous. Like when you say this is toxic, the White House doing this makes it a thousand times more toxic and divisive. How many small business owners had to take those loans? Right. Just to prevent their employees from like losing their homes, being able to keep them able to feed their families. Like, if you were a restaurant owner during COVID, it, you had no choice but to take PPP loans without putting your also, employees on the street. It's also totally incongruous. Just because both people get something in the mail from the government doesn't mean <laughs> it's the same thing. You got something in the mail from the government too. It's different. This is giving people their cash back. That they were supposed to pay, not right. the PPP loans were supposed to turn into a grant. That exactly. was the point of them. Right. But the, in the PPP loans, well, fine. The people who are in college haven't had to pay their federal loans in two and a half years. Right. They so also got a break. Just They like- also got a break. So now they're getting a break. Now it's gone in reverse. Not only are they still not paying, we're paying into them. Yeah, it's insanity. It's absolute it's, it's insanity. Insane. But you know what and makes it? So- you know what? He is a piece of crap, this president. You're right. And that reminds me of like, you could see his soul a little bit when he was in the Paul Ryan debate. I probably should have grabbed some. But he is a cynical. In, la- with, in, in lieu of having an intellect, he's just a, a vicious thug. Biden is a, is, a, is a thug. He really is. Uh, he is. He is. He's a he's a he's a terrible man. He's a terrible president. But yeah, what an angry, ugly thing to do to go around implying that people who took PPP loans and had them forgiven so that they could keep their employees employed during the pandemic when the government tried to kill their businesses uh, to say that that's somehow remotely comparable to just getting a free ten thousand dollar handout from the government for no reason whatsoever other than joe biden feels like it to pretend that that's somehow an analogous situation and to say that the business owners who took those loans are hypocritical many of whom by the way don't have college degrees to imply that they're somehow hypocritical for taking those loans essentially at gunpoint from the government being forced to do it being forced to do it to you know stay alive when the government was squashing them and and then to have the government turn around and say they're hypocrites for not wanting to pay for a bunch of whiny 20 year olds college degrees and by the way you know this doesn't apply to any loans taken out after i think it's like may 30th or june 30th of this year so what's going to happen to all the kids that are in college right now like Although, you know, there's been a lot of news packages, including ones that you covered in Connecticut that have been like showing the college students heading back to school or this one that you were just playing who's Mm -hmm. about to start law school. None of her law school loans will get to count towards that 10,000. This is just the dipping of the toe in the water to see what more they can do. Right. You know, it's so. I think in the big thinkers, the progressives like the idea of throwing casting chaos into the system and hoping to destroy the institution. The small thinkers like Biden is thinking about the election. That's it. Whatever it takes for the election. This is Biden yesterday. A reporter asked him after he went out and announced this reporter shouted a question to him. Mr. President, is this unfair to people who paid their student loans or chose not to take out loans? Is it fair to people who, in fact, uh, 
do not own multi-billion dollar businesses if she wants these guys to get them all a tax base? Is that fair? What do you think? What about people who pay their loans, so struggle to pay their loans, and now others don't have to? Out he goes. What a cynical, stupid, diversionary, divisive, toxic... Donald Trump has never said anything that bad. He never said anything that bad. No. This guy is a, a, a horrifically toxic cancer, this guy. I hate this guy. I'm yeah. sorry. I do. And you know what? You know what's a, a shame? What's a shame? For the last year and a half, Biden could have answered if he wanted to be somebody who was proactive. Mm-hmm. He could have looked around, talked to small business leaders. He could have been like us and taken a road trip from up in Maine down to Route 1 by all those diners that weren't open. Breakfast right. diners, not open, not open, not open, not open, not open, nothing open, nothing open. Through Connecticut, we were last week. Stuff not open, stuff not open. And he could have said, one plus one equals two. Tell you what, college kids, we need you to step up. Remember, ask what you can mm-hmm. do for your country? Right. We need you to step up, start scooping ice cream and doing other stuff, and make your payments. Those companies, those businesses need you to fill them right now. Right. People need jobs. Wait, the, the restaurants are hanging out. They need wait staffs. Alice and I ate the other night with a friend of ours at a restaurant, and the waitress was also bussing and doing dishes and doing bart. She was doing everything. There's nobody. Imagine what a fix that would be. And to encourage it, make it seem, you know, he loves to say, come on, be patriotic. How about that? Be patriotic. Be patriotic and get a job. <clears throat> yes, apply to your small business or your business right now down the street. Right. Get a job. Pay your loans. Get the economy going for real. We've got this this, this artificially sustained facsimile of economy, of economy going right now. Things are effing weird out there because people aren't in roles. People aren't working. We talked about how we're trying to get mm-hmm. a chimney fixed. Uh, in our place in Vermont, and there's no chimney people left. They're just gone. <whistles> gone. Nothing. For God's sakes, this president sucks, and what an opportunity. What an opportunity he is missing. God. It's so absurd. It's so absurd to pretend right now. I mean, like, they did stuff like that. They did special, like, loan forbearance things and paused student debt and all these things, like, uh, even, you know, credit cards and bi- your home heating bills, everybody else had, like, programs you could do to say, like, oh, because of the pandemic, you can defer payments on this or sign up for that or get on a payment plan for what you owe us, whatever it is. Like, all kinds of places did that. Why is student debt still getting this, like, acting like we're still in the middle of the pandemic with nobody able to work and everyone staying home and no way to get money? Like, why are we still acting like we're in the middle of that when it's the opposite when the economy is hugely overheated and inflated and like nobody can hire anybody it's so ridiculous let me There's take, not I'm a play a couple more mos while we're still angry here alice here's mm-hmm. another law school student this is also this i looked her up she's a huge <clears throat> a huge activist kind of person wrote about how dangerous trump was this that it weighs on you daily even though at the moment i'm not paying back any of my loans but still, just the interest that's accruing and knowing that I have that money taken out, um, that is very stressful. How effing dare this child adult. This person's going to be a pundit on MSNBC probably in five years talking about social right. justice and that. It weighs on you. Even though I haven't made any payments, it weighs on you. She's going to Con- Connecticut Law School yeah. right now. Do you want to play you- our buddy? By the uh, way, by the way, uh, hold, uh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. I have a question. 
were you promised when you were an adult that you wouldn't have stuff weighing on you daily? Uh, no, I would. That's say so the funny. Office. Her life is so good, living an artificial life <laughs> at, at UConn, living in a nice dorm, having no responsibilities, no job. Obviously, you're not going to get a job. Not going to go work at the local diner or anything like that to help them and help herself. So that the only thing in her life that's not a net positive <laughs> weighs on her. Can you guys get rid of the thing that's a net, net negative in my life? It's weighing on me. She's one of the ones who works for the Trevor Project, of course. It's weighing on me. I want to concentrate on making sure uh, more boys take uh, take hormone blockers in high school. This is weighing on me. you, lady. Holy God. It weighs on you daily, even though at the moment I'm not paying back any of my loans, but still just the interest that's accruing. But I could imagine what it would be like if I was paying off my loans. Alice, listen to this beauty. This is, I don't even know if you've heard this one. Okay. This is a mother. This is so beautiful. And you guys uh, just... Soak this in. If you're not drinking right now, this is the time. This is the time to grab the bottle. Okay. This is a mother of a kid. My son um, graduated from college a couple of years ago. He's a musician, and he really appreciated having this respite from paying his loans during COVID. Goody. (sighs) He appreciated the respite. <laughs> My son's in a Green Day cover band. He really appreciates this. He's trying to work on his art right now and follow his passion. Are you effing kidding me, lady? So my son um, graduated from college a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago? How's that going? He's a total effing deadbeat now, so he really appreciates it. I bet he does. I bet he does. He's hanging around with his effing stoner friends and his freaking flying V guitar and his Marshall stack. I bet you he appreciates it. Holy frig. By the way, hitting the ground running. Graduated a couple of years ago. Stiffing everybody. Not doing any... He can't do anything for himself? He's a musician, he, and he really appreciated having this respite from paying his loans during You know what COVID? a musician means, Alice? Unemployed? Yes, and lives at home. That's what a musician means. Holy... He, he appreciated this respite. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Your son's a disgraceful deadbeat. All right, we'll hit your buddy Speaking now. Of, uh, well, I was going to add one thing because you brought up the hormone blockers and mm-hmm. and people in general that we know that are way over degreed and don't <laughs> just refuse to get real jobs for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my friends from high school has a job where she interacts with the public and she, um, she posted today... Um, at my work a couple of weeks ago, a young teenage boy very politely and courteously asked me my pronouns just to be safe, and I almost burst into tears. The kids are going to be all right. If someone asks you what your pronouns are, be offended. Yeah. Yes. The- I would be so yes mortified if somebody asked me what my pronouns are. I would like sink into the The polite floor. answer is f*** you. That's the polite <laughs> answer. But okay. anyway, that person has a master's, so I just thought you okay. should know. That's that's great. God, college is for stupid people, isn't it? <laughs> Apparently. Okay, uh, here's your buddy. The Education Data Initiative says about 13% of those in Massachusetts have student loan debt and an average of 34000 per borrower. 33-year-old Michael Karaji owes a lot more than that. At its peak, he and his wife owed more than $150,000. They've paid about a third of it off. It's tough to catch up to a mountain like that with a 
you know, modest to good, even paying job. Karaji used to run this. Hold on before we hold on. How did the mountain happen? <laughs> how did the mountain for both of them happen? I believe he and his wife both have graduate oh degrees. That's how, where the mountain came from. Yes. You have a mountain like that. That in on the way to a master's degree, do you learn addition? Do you not <laughs> learn? Are you shocked every time? Well, you'll you go, notice there's not a lot of math. Is he shocked every time around. when he goes to the grocery store? The person keeps swiping and scanning each item. It keeps it keeps scanning stuff, and the total keeps going up. There's just a mountain of a total. When I how is this possible? There didn't used to be a mountain when I first started. Now there's a mountain. Holy frig! But also, I would venture a guess that knowing what town um, this person lives in, well, on the base, it's said in the news report actually yes. too. But, but also, we certainly could not afford to buy there. We happen to have uh, known this person when we did live in an extremely tiny house there, and um, I will venture a guess that their hundred and fifty thousand dollars of student loan is a. a several factors smaller than the size of their mortgage on their house. Uh, yes, I would say so. <laughs> I mean, it's probably like 20% of their mortgage on their house, I would bet. It, it just doesn't... Knowing knowing them, I, it's not... That's not a debt that should like be concerning. It's so I mean, funny, though. We're poor, I'm allowed to have all the things. I want all the things. We want all the credentials. We want all the great cool stuff with the credentials. We want all the cool... Um, salaries with the credentials. We want to live in the coolest, hippest town in the United States now. We want to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. We don't want the mountain, though, that comes to get that. That we don't yeah. want. Make you the mountain what? go away. I'm especially intrigued by that amount uh, because it's very, the 150K because that's like similar to the amount that we had to shell out on having our house deleted and all the other like construction mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like right there in the ballpark. And that you know, that hurt my soul and, like, destroyed our lives financially in a lot of ways because we just, like, didn't have the means to borrow that amount of money. But it's, like, I I don't, like, go around with that weighing on me. Like, I went out and got a job that pays more money. Like, I don't understand what that... Like, but, they got more. They chose to go spend 150 right. grand on something for themselves. We were forced by the government to spend 150 grand, and we just freaking dealt but, with but, it. We, com- we bitched about it a little bit, but, like, not like this, where we went on TV and cried also, about it. since when do Mike Karaji's feelings effing matter? Since when did the chicken law school at UConn... When did their feelings matter? It's stressing. It stresses me out. It's very disconcerting. Makes me uncomfortable. When does that count? Who- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Who cares? If you feel uncomfortable, especially do your 33... I feel uncomfortable about the mountain. I don't care if you feel uncomfortable. What the freak is this? That these people, good, thoughtful, intellectual progressives now, expect you to care how they feel? I don't feel good about this. Too bad. Too bad you don't feel good about this. It's not how the rules go that you have to feel good about things. Life is a series of crap that happens that doesn't feel good. And you have to make the best out of it. That's what it is. YouTube channel helping guide students through the complicated borrowing process. He says it needs to change. Adding teenagers are put in positions to make life-changing decisions without knowing the consequences. To be able to have that person say, yes, I'll take out this tens of thousands of dollars of debt at 13% or whatever it might be, double-digit interest rates, that's predatory. And as I said to you today, uh, it, he's part of the same group of people that wants, you know, kids to be able to decide to remove their uterus at that age. So I don't see why they can't make the decision to take out a loan. Right. Plus, he's a guy with all the master's degrees. He yeah. stopped being a teenager who was predated upon, <laughs> you know, uh, after year two, I think. Then he was an adult. And then he was in his 20s. And then he was in his mid-20s. And it's still... Still, well, he was preyed upon. 30s, I yeah, but still, he was he was 30, 33 now. But still, he was preyed upon all the way up till he finished his last class. And then he realized, oh, now I have a choice. <sighs> it's okay. Well, and also, I mean, like, uh, when you say something's predatory, it implies that you wouldn't make the same decision again if you went back in time, kind of, right? Like, if you say that you were preyed upon by the housing lender because you got a predatory loan on your house and you couldn't make your mortgage payments and you lost the house, then obviously you regret that decision, right? You shouldn't have gotten the loan. Isn't that what that implies? Of course. But like, they don't actually, they would do it over again. They don't actually think that it was predatory because they wanted the degrees still. If you sent them knowing what they know now back in time, they would do the same thing. Um. Yes. So then it's not predatory. It's the same as decision you would have made as an adult. I happen to think it's predatory on a bunch of people that are scammed by colleges and don't get anything out of it, right? But, like, if you go to colleges and get a bunch of graduate degrees that you wanted to get and now you have a fancy job and live in a fancy town and make a lot of money, then, like, I don't think that you then get to say you regret the loan and now get to take it back. Right? I would think that that would be part of the the decision-making process here. How does it work for couples, by the way, with this loan forgiveness thing? Uh, I don't know if it goes by household. I think it goes by individual. <coughs> okay. So you can personally be making up to $125,000. Like, they each could, basically. Yes. And then they can still get 10,000 loans. Um, so, I mean... I. I don't know how it works with the couple stuff, but the whole thing is such a mess. And that's why I say, like, don't, as Barack Obama once said, don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. Like, don't get too cocky, Democrats, because, yes, things have gone a little better since the Supreme Court 
got rid of Roe v. Wade, right? But, um, you know, Biden doing this, this is going to be a big issue now going into the midterms. What is this? Like the fourth day we've talked student debt. I'm like tired of it, but it's still the only thing that that there is to talk about. And it just keeps getting more outrageous. Like I would love to be talking about something else. You guys believe me. I'm like tired of student debt. But it really is like the story that just won't stop. You know what I mean? And and it's, it's a story that people care about because it really gets down to fundamental fairness and it really gets down to, you know, the elites versus the rest of us, right? It's it's like that kind of a story that really gets at, at the, the very deep divisions in this country. And like, I mean, I think abortion used to be a fault line like that, but I think abortion is not so much anymore a fault line like that. I, I think that there are different fault lines that are much more powerful in our society right now. And, you know, when the when the Roe thing happened, it's like a little bit of a distraction from that. But the, the things that people really care about don't necessarily align with that. Right. And I think the student debt thing will hurt him a lot. They're also talking about doing DACA again, mm-hmm. which is another thing that gets at fundamental fairness. And what about the people that do it the right way and is jumping the line and that really just gets a visceral reaction from people, right? That they're trying to find a way to resurrect this dreamers policy, this DACA stuff to give amnesty to illegal immigrants. And they're doing that while they have the border wide open and more people are pouring across the border every day, they're encouraging it. They're encouraging more people to come and they're talking about amnesty right now. I mean, that's like incredible. And that's the kind of thing, too, that I think could have an impact on the election also. I don't think that that... Uh, I, I think that if they choose to focus on that and if they choose to sit around on Twitter dunking on people who took paycheck protection program <laughs> loans during COVID, the small business owners that just got killed during that time, many of whom have never recovered, that's who you're going to vilify in this. You're going to vilify small business owners and enrich uh, wealthy college grads and um and illegal immigrants. That's your plan to win the election. I mean, like, that seems to me like that would be counterproductive. But what do I know, really? You know, because even and here's the other thing about that making under $125,000, right? A lot of people have student loans who make under $125,000, who very soon will be making a lot more than $125,000. Right? Yep. Like, a lot of them have the potential to make a lot more money very, very soon, right? And they're just not right now. So the, you know, the current income isn't the measure. College degrees, the worth of a college degree is really measured in the impact it has across the entirety of your life, right? So like to take one year salary, like it, it's really such a mess. It's going to skew it even more to... Um, to younger people and to and to wealthier people, frankly, who like don't really need the, need their debts forgiven, but because you know the, the people who are more likely to be making under one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year tend to be younger people, and they will eventually be making more money. A lot of them, so uh, whatever. I don't know this whole this whole thing is such. It's like it's calculated to make people mad. And that's what I feel about, like, the illegal immigrant stuff, too, is it seems like just a perfect 10 for pissing people off. Is it by design or is it 
uh, incompetence, or is oh. there is it malevolence? I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think that, I think that this White House places value on combativeness for combativeness sake. I think they think that means they're winning. Like I think they think Jen Psaki dunking on somebody means they're doing something good and smart and cool. That makes the activists happy, right? I think they think that that means that, you know, that they're doing a good job. Even though the only time Biden's approval rating picked up the tiniest little bit is when he just got out of the way and let the Supreme Court do their thing, basically. That's the only time he started to to get better approval ratings. Every time he does something, he makes everything terrible for himself and his party. So, so I don't know what will happen. Like I said, it we're we're just still too far out from this election. So much can happen between now and then that it's very difficult to, um, to to predict what's going to happen in the future. Like all these pollsters and everything, they're just like taking snapshots of what it looks right. like right now. That can that can change in in a moment, right? But listen to this guy if you want to hear one more entitled person before we switch to something else. Some guy uh, on Twitter, I don't even know who this is, but he has a blue check mark. Joey Jones. He's apparently on Fox sometimes. He doesn't have two legs. Oh. He's a Marine. <laughs> he doesn't have two legs. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm tired, so I'm not speaking really clearly. But anyway. How many legs does he have? Zero. Oh, so he has no legs. <laughs> Like I said, I'm kind of tired. So anyway, I said two legs because he treated two legs. Um, But apparently he did some form of ROTC or GI Bill or something because he tweeted, I cannot believe I gave two legs for my tuition. What a dope I am. Ooh, Mm. And somebody replied, listen to this. Somebody replied, I'll be that person. You chose to enlist instead of going to a college. Taxpayers Ooh. pay for your training, housing, food, education, etc. You also enlisted knowing the sacrifices. So, shrug emoji. Fantastic. Can you send that to us, please? I did. Oh, that is fantastic. So, that's right. a really good person, obviously, who really oh, yeah. cares for people. Yeah, and- good dunk, by the way. Imagine being her parents <laughs> or his parents. I think like, it's a dude. Really? You need you're to leave the Twitter, house. You're on Twitter, like <clears throat> insulting people. Like, so you're insulting somebody just a lot better than you, who we wish was our kid instead of you. <laughs> Here's Jackie Heinrich asking um, uh, Kareem the question. I want to ask about the legal basis for canceling student debt. It, the Heroes Act hinges on student debt cancellation being tied to the pandemic and that being a national emergency. But the administration argued in court that the pandemic is over at the southern mm-hmm. border. Uh, to lift Title 42. It's so over that the government's going to stop buying vaccines in the fall and shift to the private sector. So how is this a national emergency? How's COVID a national emergency when it comes to student debt? So it's a, it's a very good question, and I'm glad you asked it. Um, look, we use the HEROES Act uh, because there are going to be some, be some people, when we lift the pause, that's still going to suffer. They're still going oh, to have suffer. a little bit of a hard time. Mm. They're going to uh, have a little so bit of a hard time, you said. You hear that? What about the business owners? What about when the COVID no, relief stuff, matter. how did the business owners Are they going to have a little do? bit of a hard time? They're going to have a little bit of a hard time. Are you effing kidding me? 
Holy God! One of the reasons uh, that uh, uh, we made this, this decision, uh, because as we're lifting up the pause, yes, you know, some folks may, the having not to pay for two years has been helpful to them, uh, and are, we're able to save, and we're able, are probably going to be able to, to uh, pay those monthly payments, but there's going to be some folks who are going to have a hard time. Uh, because um, uh, because they're just in a different bracket, right? It just because they it is they've they've probably had a hard time before. We have to remember this is a system. So he announced the pause, the lifting up the pause. He announced the ten thousand and up to twenty thousand for Pell Grant recipients, who, uh, as I said, uh, many of them have a household nearly making sixty thousand. And, and half what does that, that have to do with uh, the question, though? Which is what's the legal basis for this? Thirty thousand right. household, thirty thousand dollars a year household. Well, she's she's saying that the legal basis is. They're having a little bit of a hard time. Back. They're having a little bit of a hard time. Right. But that's the other piece of this that we like haven't even gotten to in the absurdity and ridiculousness of the policy itself, like as a choice, even if you have the legal right to. Like, there's no everybody agrees the president doesn't have the power to do this. There's well, no right. authority for the president to unilaterally forgive student debt. Right. That's not it, a thing. To turn debt into a grant. Well, right. right. I mean, like, because if if that can happen, how can how come the fe- maybe the f- president can also just like forgive taxes? Uh, you don't think that's like maybe common? if Trump becomes president, he can just say everyone for vo- who voted for me. I'm having a little bit of a hard time. I'm, I know that. <laughs> I'm not going to make you pay taxes now. You just don't have to. I'm not collecting what you owe. It's not told. Uh, and so the other piece of that is a reform, right? Reforming uh, the system as well so we can help nurses, so we can help construction workers, uh, so we can help firefighters and making sure that their payment are cut in half as well. Because those members, some of our, these are some of our first respondents, right, who also suffered so much. I don't even know. She, Jackie Henry should just get up in the middle of this and just walk away. This is a, such a stream of BS. It's unrelated to the question. You know, she'll yeah. get on. She'll start banging a point that's not related to the question. Right. It, you know, and waving the flag. You know, firefighters, mm-hmm. this and that. Things you Republicans like. You know, it, it's not. They said it's not an emergency anymore. Yeah, and there so is the border no stuff, emergency. Right. And also, a little bit of a hard time. They haven't pay, had to pay in two and a half years. They're not going to have to pay in for another six months. Uh, they can't make a payment. And they haven't thought it's still... The mountain of debt or any invoice at all to do school loans is still a surprise, even though they haven't they haven't been able to save any money, even though <laughs> even though we sent them thousands of dollars, even to, though so there are there are thousands things. and millions of jobs available in this country. You could do it. No, now. Can't, can't, can't. It's a little bit of a hard time much uh, from the past uh, past two years. OK. OK. So I've had about enough. All right. So listen, we're going away. Wait, you, can I have one more story okay. or no? Am I not allowed to? I have one more thing that I want to cover. Go ahead. So uh, there was there's a uh, podcast conference going on right now. Mm-hmm. Did you see this story? No. It, the podcast conference is called Podcast Movement, right? So it's P it's PM twenty two that they have an expo right now, and um, they tweeted the following today: Hi, folks. We owe you an apology before sessions kick off for the day. What do you think they're about to apologize for? Uh, stolen land? No. Um, it, today is what? August, what? What's the date? August 25th? August it's not about 25th? the date. It's not about the date. Yesterday afternoon, 
Ben Shapiro briefly visited the PM22 Expo area near the Daily Wire booth. Though he was not registered or expected, we take full responsibility for the harm done by his presence. Oh my God. Darth Shapiro was there? There is no way around it. We agreed to sell the Daily Wire a first-time booth based on the company's large presence in podcasting. The weight of that decision is now painfully clear. <laughs> Shapiro is a co-founder. A drop-in, however unlikely, should have been considered a possibility. Free- incredible. <laughs> incredible. So why is it the big problem if the totally intellectual, <laughs> violin virtuoso, Jewish genius uh, podcaster author is Walks there? Walks by the podcast. That's a problem? Conference. Just to clarify, no... Daily Wire representatives were scheduled to appear on any panels, and Shapiro remained in the common space and did not have a badge. If you have questions, we're here to talk. Thank you for reading, Holy and we God. hope you'll continue to join so us. Is that sent to us? Out. I'm going to try to book yeah. one of the Daily Wire cars tomorrow for this. Oh my crap! Okay, okay, that's fine. <laughs> what a bunch of pussasses! I can't believe it. They're all so scared because it's the podcast movement can't have like the leading podcaster there. Like, probably one of the biggest podcasters in the entire country. Okay. He can't be there. We had to realize there was a chance he might show up. We are so sorry. Don't, whatever you do, don't everybody in there self-immolate. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. I would hate to read about that. All right. Uh, well, once again, you have any more stories? That's, That's it. it. Okay. That's it. Now. Once again, we are going away. Alice takes off in just a couple of hours. I take off mm-hmm. Friday. Less than six hours, in fact. Yeah. And then, um, and then, uh, but... So well, there'll be a podcast uh, Sunday, and then I'm going to try to scrape maybe a best of, maybe two, just for something for the week in case you miss something. But but if you want to, if if anybody misses it, I and I've missed podcasts myself when they're go away. I don't like it at all. Uh, Minahan's been away for a few days. I'm like, this is no good. I can't have this. Um, oh, the commentary guys leave for a few days. I, or, um, but especially ones that you you count on every day. I understand that it's like uh, you kind of need you look for that little icon, the little brown icon for us, and you're like, okay. Gives you a peace of mind or, or something else, whatever. It's uh, I anyway, uh, but feel free. You know, if you go to SoundCloud, you can find Burn Barrel Podcast stuff. Alice, the link is on burnbarrelpodcast.com, mm-hmm. right? You can find our old one. If you can't find the like the first like sixty or so, probably original ones now are, are probably not available on iTunes or cetera anymore because they they max out. Yeah, like but, the feed maxes out. Yeah, like but you can still find them all, especially yeah. the early ones. If you want to kind of see how, if you're if you're new, if you want to kind of see how the whole thing got started, when we, originally it was just me and Alice would drop in sometimes, or uh, and then Alice was uh, got the full time gig with the podcast. Lucky me. Yeah, but check out the old ones too, and uh, I'd like to hear your feedback on them. I'll try to grab some of the ones that you guys wanted us to grab. Like I said, we, there's a there's a lot going on, but once again, so we are going to go away. But check. Uh, Twitter and Facebook, and we'll be staying in touch. We're going to be doing a lot of social media while we're gone, so we'll be in touch that way as well. Maybe some other stuff. If something happens, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Indeed. So stick around. Uh, thank you so much, guys. This is our first vacation, really. Search for our first vacation from this podcast in two years, in August, two months. So. I mean, uh, it's certainly our first vacation, I think, where we ever flew somewhere together. Or, well, and I use the word together loosely because we are going on separate yeah, planes. Yeah, flew somewhere together separate. Yeah, yeah, but, 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 but I mean, to, for them, this is our first time. The Burn Barrel podcast has not taken days off like this. Oh, no. It's been, Never. I think, just about zero since 2020. 
Well, yeah, when you first started, you didn't have a totally set schedule, but you were right. doing like almost every My day. My only rule, if you listen to the first episode, is that I wasn't going to do it every day. Then, of course, that and went then, out. That, and then you're doing it every day. Yeah. Out the window. But, but yeah, but once we started saying we were going to do it Sunday through Thursday, we literally, I don't think we t- have taken one off. No, that and I think it's good then. for us, I mean, even though that we could and we're going to miss doing it every day because it's what we do. It's kind of a good way to check in and talk mm-hmm. to you guys and talk to each other, really, um, that it's probably good that um, that we that we we probably just need to recharge the batteries for a week with not doing stuff because I won't be doing my mother job, WTSA, or this. So for yeah. two, so I'll be back before that. So we'll be back, or at least I'll be back. We'll try to get us all back uh, Sunday. I'll definitely do something I'll Sunday. Be, I'll be coming in remotely Sunday if right. I am. That's next Sunday. Um, but uh, other than that, I mean, I'll be gone off of AM radio for ten days, which is kind of a lot. Um, but uh, we need. Well, it. there's probably a lot of AM radio listeners that you have that have never heard any Burn Barrel podcast. Yeah, so they're please. welcome. There's a large back catalog of Tom Shattuck content that you can spend your week binging. Yeah. Absolutely, And please. I know not all of you have listened to those old episodes because a lot of them ha- don't have nearly as many listens as right. the newer ones. So right. I, know you're, I know that we have a lot of like since day one listeners, but I know there's also a bunch of people that aren't. Oh, definitely. So. Well, it didn't start out at, uh, you know, a few thousand or whatever it is now. That's what I mean. So, so, like... uh, all right. Let's do some chat chat stuff. Okay. Tom, Mike from Newton. Hey, Mike. I think it's terrible what Alice did with you with the weight loss this week. Correct. The great... It was definitely the okra and not the thousand yes, calories the okra of vodka free a day. No, it was like, not. It was the okra. Absolutely. My guy mm-hmm. told me. Okra scandal. Correct. But then I was thinking about it. Do you think Alice wants you fat? Maybe needs you fat? Huh. Very interesting <laughs> suggestion. I don't know if she's always been a chubby chaser. I'm your, I'm your first fat, right? I guess. I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> think she knows all the headaches that are coming her way when you drop i don't know 150 pounds and walking around town all looking like brad pitt and all these women coming after you ah. you think she needs that or wants that no i think she likes tommy nice and fat <laughs> right where she can keep control of him it's a problem i'm noticing things hmm. i got your back buddy Thank you very much. What a brilliant, brilliant. Tom, Mike from Newt. Sorry. Mike, that you are so right on. So right. That's obviously what it was. She's trying to keep me fat. That's why she's plying with with okra and all this fattening stuff. No, you're not going to do it to me. I'm breaking free from this. I'm breaking free from you. Okay. Hello. How's it going, Uh, Shaddix? I hope you enjoy Branson, Missouri and... uh, you uh, get to see uh, all those uh, wonderful shows I hear about, even uh, that show Taguchi guy. Anyway, have a wonderful trip. Do you know Taguchi guy or whatever it is? I don't know. We're going to see Kenny Rogers, actually. We've got uh, fifth row seats. Hmm. Why, yes, Thomas, the French class I took in college paled in comparison to that of my high school years. In Latin, non improbe. Don't even get me started on the yacht sailing, knot tying classes or equestrian. Mm-hmm. Even the special needs children in Serbia can do quadratic equations in their sleep. <laughs> I mean, that's as rudimentary as molecular wow. biology. Wow, we're starting this over. Wow, what a perfect... This is, I, did you leave this message, Alice? This is you. Why, wow. yes, Thomas, the French class I took in college paled in comparison to that of my high school years. In Latin, non improbe. Don't even get me started on the yacht sailing, not tying classes or equestrian. 
Even the special so needs true. children in Serbia can do quadratic equations in their sleep. That probably is I true. I mean, that's as rudimentary as molecular biology, theoretical physics, or dressing yourself in European education. <laughs> can you even spell quadratic, Thomas? I highly <laughs> no doubt kidding. it. But even adult like yourself with your dirty fingernails and driver's yeah. license at 16, yeah. whom absolutely <laughs> abhors learning, must realize that the dumbing down of education is catastrophic for our civilization. Please refrain from shoving okra up your nose whilst I'm speaking down to you, Thomas. Now, where did I put that cocaine? <laughs> that is a direct transcript and actual recording of Alice Shattuck. Thank you very much. Well done. Bravo. What a great note for us to uh, send ourselves off on this mm -hmm. vacation with. Bravo. Brilliant. Thank you so much everybody for listening we are going to miss you and um we hope that you miss us too i guess um you can send us messages about whether you miss us or that you're happy we're gone or whatever it can is can you take an exit <laughs> ramp from this line of uh prattle please alice you're you, stuck I, on this i'm tired today Just turn the channel I'm really exhausted um I hope you miss us. I don't know what else. Unless you don't want to miss us, in which case it's okay too. Ugh. All right, see you later. Don't go on our social media. We're not there. Yes, we are there. Don't tell them that. <laughs> We're there. More pictures of Alice coming up. What did they? What did Anthony say I called you? The, thirst trap. The thirst trap wife is coming up on vacation. You're going to like these shots. I don't think so. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.